welcome to season number five of the Get Your Money Right podcast. The podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. I'm the Money Misfit, and I'll be your host on this show as we try to reveal the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth when it comes to you and your money. And if you're finally ready to take it to the next level, head over and go pick up one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business. Because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. And this show is designed to change just that. I am your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar Dupas. This is episode number 74. And today, today we're going to talk about, we're going to answer that question. Do you really need a real do you really need a real estate agent when you're buying a house? I think you're going to find this one a little interesting. So if this is your first time tuning in, like I say, welcome, welcome. I don't know how you found me. I don't know how you, you got here, but I appreciate you being here. This is a different type of personal finance podcast. We talk about money as it relates to real life. I like to call it functional finance. We talk about it, how it relates to you, your goals, your ambitions, what you want to do with life. And make sure that you know what questions to ask so you can apply to it properly, not just to get what you want out of life, life, but to get what you want most out of life. And that's what we do here. And if you want to find out more about what we do and how we do and our philosophies and all that good stuff, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. There you would find all of our past episodes. You can sign up, become one of the misfits. And you can ask questions, leave comments and all that good stuff over on the site and make sure that you go and do that today. Get yourself signed up to get my best stuff because that's where I communicate for the most part on my email list. And of course, the Money Misfit Facebook group as well. You'll find all that stuff here in the show notes. If you just look into the notes sections or your description section of your favorite podcast app or again, head over to yourmoneyright.com. The notes to this particular episode would be at forward slash 74. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com forward slash 74. So let's get on with it today. Today, I wanted to answer that question because for the last several episodes or last two episodes we've been having, we've been talking about the home buying process. Uh, And this is to help anybody who's getting ready to buy a house anytime in the near future or even in a far future. This is just good information to have. And today we're going to wrap up this series with talking about whether or not you really need a realtor in the first place. You know me, I question everything, right? I want to know who's involved in all my transactions, especially when it comes to my money. So the first episode, we talked about all the things that I wish I would have known before buying a house. That was super informative and one of our more, more popular episodes for the season. Last week, we talked a little bit about more, more about mortgages and how to make sure you can get approved for a mortgage every single time. And not just approved for a mortgage, but the best mortgages out there. Because you knowing what the banks are looking for, what the mortgage companies are requiring, you can go in and prepare yourself properly to walk through the door with confidence and negotiate and get the prices and the cost and the mortgages and all that stuff you want. So if you haven't listened to those, go back and check those out as episodes number 72 and 73. And today we're going to wrap this thing up. 
So what is what we're going to do is go through just a few things. Right. First, uh, what's the role of the realtor in the first place or the real estate agent? How does the relationship work? Where do you find one? What do you all do together? What's, what are they supposed to be doing? Uh, who pays for them? Right. How do they make their money? What's the difference between the buyer and the seller real estate agent? We're going to also talk about what they're good for, maybe what they're good not. So and actually, of course, do you really even need one in the first place? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Again, uh, don't forget, uh, I want to make a quick announcement. We have a brand new commenting system on the website. Uh, so head over there and check it out. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, we're, what, what I want to do is make sure we increase the engagement and we start talking about money. I've had quite a few people who email me who are actually not on Facebook, uh, which surprises me. But I guess that makes sense. There's a lot of people that are on Facebook. There's a lot of people on Facebook, but a lot of people that got on Facebook, they're off of Facebook. They never got on Facebook or they just try to stay away from it or whatever the case may be. So we uh, put up, installed a new commenting system on the site. You can still log in using your Facebook account if you want to do that. Or you don't have to, but I want to take the conversation there. So please, please, please do me that favor. Head over to the uh, website and make sure we're commenting on the show notes and episodes pages and stuff like that. And we can start that conversation because remember, if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money. So let's continue the conversation past now. So with that being said, what is the role of the real estate agent? Right. I want to talk about the past and the present, especially now when you think about like technology, right? Homes are at your fingertips. So back in the day, homes that are available or for sale or weren't for sale, it was it was kind of like a, a, a secret, right? You had to know an agent who had access to the MLS or the multiple listing services or the, you know, whatever you want to call it. Well, that's the technical term for it. But basically, they had access to what houses were available and what houses were not. Unless you saw a sign, you really didn't have any other way to find out unless you knew a real estate agent. But today, this information is so readily available with sites like Zillow and Redfin and Realtor.com and, and you know, all these other different uh, sites out there, you can find out pretty quick. Matter of fact, you can find out what's out there before your real estate agent even does. So what is the role of a realtor? Again, like I said, in the past, a realtor, what they would do is make sure that uh, they got you, showed you homes that fit your criteria, right? They were the ones who had access to that information. And so you would tell them what it is that you wanted, uh, what you didn't want, and they would try to f- find the best home for you based on those criteria. Now, that part of it has changed a bit. Again, like I said, because you can narrow down exactly what you want, when you want it, what area you want, even down to the zip code today with these technologies and these new websites. So realtors' jobs aren't so much that anymore. It's a little bit different. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But how does the relationship work between you and a real estate agent? So if you're looking to buy a house, right, most people, they maybe look in a newspaper, maybe ask a friend and they hook up with a realtor. Usually what happens at that point is the realtor want to make sure that they have an exclusive uh, relationship with you. They have the right to represent you as a buyer uh, for your upcoming real estate action uh, transaction. Uh, many good ones will have you sign a contract and then that will give them exclusive rights to show you and be your rep, your representation when it comes to buying real estate. So uh, 
there's a lot of paperwork that's involved in real estate, right? And this is a legal transaction. And uh, there, those are things that you don't want to make sure you miss. And realtors, what they do is they usually take classes and courses and certifications and continue in education to make sure they stay on top of what the latest laws and stuff like that are out there. Now, this stuff isn't very difficult to to find. You can find this stuff out. Quick Google search, right? Because, again, the thing that used to make them super valuable was the information is no longer exclusive because the information is super available with a simple Google search most of the time, right? Especially today, this day and age. But basically, that's how the relationship would start. You would find a realtor, a real estate agent, and you determine, okay, I'm going to work with you. Y'all would probably sign some type of contract or whatever, and then they would go and show you properties, right? And that's that's important. So although you can find properties online, Sometimes you're not able actually to see that property unless a real estate agent shows you the property. Right. And we're talking about when we're talking about this, we're talking about homes that are on the retail market, not necessarily the wholesale market and not necessarily with people who are uh, selling their homes, homes on their own. Right. We're talking about these homes that are listed on the MLS that are retail homes that you can find on any of these websites. So a lot of times you need a real estate agent to actually even show you the house or at least let you in, get the access keys and stuff like that. But again, like I said, there's sites out there now that you don't really need an agent for. But anyway, let's keep going. So so you got a real estate agent. There's usually two real estate agents per transaction. And there's a buyer side real estate agent and there's a seller side real estate agent. So what's the difference? Basically, it's based on who they represent. Right. So the buyer's agent would be the person that you would be working with to find your home, to get your home inspected, to close in your home, to take you through the home buying process. And then there's the seller's agent. The person who was selling you the house will usually have a real estate agent representing them on that side. Now, that side of the game as a real estate agent, there is a lot of things that they need to do. And one of the things that they need to do well is sell that house, right? Get that house in front of as many people as possible that is looking for that house for that particular criteria. And what they want to do is get the top dollar possible for their client, right? Always remember that the real estate agent is looking to get the top dollar for the home that their client is is asking for, right? And once you know that, you can understand where they're coming from. And but also understanding how real estate agents get paid. So a lot of people I got, had a couple of questions about finding real estate agents who pays for the agent and stuff like that. If you're on the buyer side, you do not pay for the real estate agent. Right. You do not pay them money to represent you for the most part. Now, I'm sure there's some circumstances out there that I'm not necessarily aware of where people will pay a fee for a buyer's agent or whatnot. But for the most part. You do not pay the buyer's agent. Why not? Because they get paid at closing by the seller of the property. So the person who is selling you the house is the one paying the commission to the realtors. Now, this commission can be anywhere from 2%, 3%, 6%, 8%. I don't know. It, it, it may be higher than that, but I've not heard of that. Right. But typically we're thinking about anywhere from 3 to 6% across the board is what the seller of the home has to pay. Right. 
And then if there are two real estate agents, they usually will split that or they'll determine what the split is based on the contract uh, when you all accept the the, uh, the offer and get together and, and, and get the, the paperwork and all that stuff put together. So it's not you if you're buying a house that's going to pay for the agent. It's the seller of the home that is paying the agent. So never think that that's the case. Right. And even if you feel like somebody's making you feel like they have to pay you or you got to pay fees or they gas money or whatever. Look, there's other people out there. Right. That will do this work for free, <laughs> seemingly because they actually get paid on the back end. So also remember that, too. So when you're out there with your agent and you're running them raggedy. Right. And asking them a ton of questions. Remember, they're not getting paid yet. They only get paid if they successfully close this transaction. So if you have no intention on actually buying or you just want to kind of kick the tires, just remember that when you are uh, you out there courting and looking for real estate agents that, you know, when they're out there grinding it out in these streets and they're showing houses and they're going looking up uh, homes and they're making connections and stuff like that. They don't get paid until these transactions go through. Now, I'm not saying you need to have any sympathy for them, right, because. <laughs> They get paid when they get, you know, when it comes through, it get they get paid. Right. And the real good ones who are doing multiple closes a month, they're doing OK financially. And they usually have a good system in a good system to do their business. But you want to uh, have somebody that will tend to your needs, that will answer your question, that has a heart for education. Right. Let you know what you're going through in the process. Preferably, if you have an agent that has sold a bunch of houses at least an agent that has bought their own home, right? So they can kind of feel where you're coming from, uh, in, from your perspective, right? Because a lot of times people, if they've never been in your shoes, it's hard for them to see where you're coming from. One of the reasons why this show resonates with so many people is because they can see that I've been through the opportunities, through the situations that I'm talking about. I can, You can clearly hear in my voice that I've been there, right? My stories come from, my life. <laughs> right. So uh, it'd be a good idea to have a real estate agent who has bought their own home and that believes in the things that they're, you know, that they're teaching and preaching and, and hoping to make their money from. But, you know, the question still remains right with all the technology, with all the information that is out there. Do you really need a real estate agent in the first place? And the answer is yes and no. Right. Can you do this on your own? Yes. Do you want to do this on your own? I'm probably going to say no. Right. So, of course, here we go. My particular story. Now, if we look at my house, my house, I actually found my house. I've, I've talked to you, said this several times. Uh, we talked about it on Facebook lives, things like that in the group. That I actually found my house and I found my house using some of the techniques that I learned when I took this wholesale real estate course. Right. So my uh, particular agent did not find my house. Now, uh, my agent and, and, and her firm, they did show me a bunch of houses. Right. They gave me a list of houses that they felt would fit my criteria. Uh, but also remember that if they have multiple clients and they have a lot of people that they're servicing at the time, they won't be as diligent looking for your house as you will be, right? Especially when you can run through so many properties so fast with these apps and these websites, right? So just remember that uh, unless you're just extremely busy and, you know, you, you're not 
not really keen on going through that and looking through all this stuff, you're probably going to be spending more time trying to find your house than your real estate agent will be. Okay. And that's just real talk. So their job is not so much to find you properties as it used to be, right? Their jobs these days is to help you facilitate the buying process by making sure that they can warn you of any obstacles that may be coming down the road. They want to make sure the contracts are up to standards and nobody's slick slipping anything into contracts. They want to be negotiating with you. They want to be consulting with you on, you know, what areas you may want to be buying in, what hazards that they know of in that area. They can find you information like crime reports, uh, flooding issues, uh, past earthquake, past damages and things like that. And they can put pressure uh, on the seller if they're trying to finagle you or get you over on any way because what happens is a lot of times if a realtor sees there's another competent realtor on the other side uh, uh, representing uh, the other person they usually get their act together right there's always going to be some back and forth there's always going to be some negotiating there's uh, some negotiations there's always going to be some pushback because each agent is working uh, for their own client right so they're trying to get their client the best deal the seller's agent is trying to get their client the household for the most money, right? And the buyer's agent is trying to get their uh, their client in the house of their dreams as smoothly and as, as nicely as possible, uh, as quickly as possible, right? Because that's typically what the situation may be. People are looking to move and they usually have a deadline, like the rent leases up or they need to close on their other house or whatever the case may be. So, they're there more of a as a consultant, as a business partner, as a person who is looking over paperwork, as a person who is guiding you, that person that can give you some insights. Uh, and they're also running errands and taking that paperwork back and forth because there's a lot of minutia that's involved. There's a lot of faxing and and texting and there's a lot of things to sign. And you can miss that stuff, if you've, especially if you've never seen this before. It can be pretty stressful. Now, with that being said, still don't fully trust, you know, just blanketed trust anybody. You still want to read all the stuff that you're you're signing. You want to know what it is. If you have any questions, you need to ask questions, right? Your realtor should make you feel like you can ask them anything when it comes to this buying process. Because remember, you spend a whole bunch of money. And if you're getting a 30-year mortgage and you plan on paying for it for 30 years, that's a long time to make a commitment, Right. And houses aren't so easy to get out of as it is, you know, as like renting somewhere. Right. So don't just take this stuff lightly. Dig into it. Make sure you get all your questions asked and make sure you get all your questions answered and know what you're signing up for. There were a lot of people down here during the floods that, you know, several years ago bought these, you know, really, really nice homes, expensive homes in these areas here in Houston. Just only come to find out recently that their house was built in a reservoir. Right now, that information was disclosed in their paperwork, but maybe they just didn't read it. Right. Because they saw the gated communities. They saw the master plan. They saw the the trees being planted. They saw the stone and the nice entryways in the parks and elementary schools being promised. And that's all they really saw. They knew they wanted to be in that area. At least they thought they knew. But they didn't read through everything. Right. Uh, Their realtors probably didn't have enough information or didn't know enough Uh, So, you know, there's a lot of people that are really upset about that. So always know, and I've talked about this before, if you're going to buy a house, know where you're buying that house, know what's involved in it, know who lives there, know what the crime rates are, know what's prone to happen over there, know what the, 
you know, the traffic is like, know what your commute is like. Look at your lifestyle and make sure that home is right for you. Now, there is an incentive, and I've talked about this before, for the real estate agents to sell you the most house you can afford. Uh, There is a lot in this industry. There's a lot of people in this industry that it's not that they're trying to get your money from you, so to speak, or trying. They are trying to make money, right? No doubt about that. And it's not like they're trying to rip you off. But a lot of people in the real estate industry, they believe that you should get the most house you can afford because they believe that appreciation is a wonderful thing. And it is. It's a nice thing to have. Right. And but they also, you know, they also talk to you and they pound in your head that your home is an investment. Right. And if you have a two hundred thousand dollar house that goes up five percent in value. That is a uh, $10,000 increase, right? But if you have a $500,000 house that goes up 5% in value, it's a much higher increase. It's still that 5%, but the dollar amount is even higher. So they'll say things like, well, your home is your is probably going to be your biggest asset. It's gonna, your home is an investment and it appreciates in value. So the more expensive of a home that you get, and the appreciation, the house appreciates two, three, four, five percent per year. You're going to come out ahead if your house is already worth more. Right. And again, there may be some truth to that as far as the numbers are concerned. Right. But you also have to think about lifestyle. What's involved in your lifestyle? What it is that you want to do It's not about the total necessarily the total amount or the square footage or the total amount of the mortgage or anything like that. It's about what you want to be paying on a regular basis, right? Based on what you have coming in and what it is lifestyle that you want. Do you want to commute an hour or two hours? Is the house worth it? Do you still want to go out and vacation? Do you still want to go party? Do you want to go out in town? Do you, you got to think about that as well, because don't just tie all your money up into a house and then forget to live. Right. Or you can't even furnish it because the house is so big and the furniture is expensive and <laughs> and you just spend all your money just trying to get in the house. We talked about this two episodes ago that your down payment ain't enough. Right. Uh, especially if you try to get you a real big house. You you know that real quickly. You realize that real quickly. Uh, so big homes uh, come with big, big responsibility and big maintenance costs, too. So think about that as well. But that's that's basically the role of the real estate agent. And if you ask me, do you need an agent? I'm going to say absolutely yes. I would not buy a house, my own home, right, especially for the first time without an agent, somebody who I know is competent, can go over the numbers, can go over the contracts, can make the negotiations, can give me the heads up, who really knows the area, who really knows their business, right? And and can can hook me up. There's some realtors out there that can find you properties that you won't find on Redfin or Realtor.com or Zillow or whatnot. Those are the good ones, right? Those are the ones that have those connections that can get you in those exclusive neighborhoods that are very hard to get to. Some of those houses never even make it onto the MLS listings because you got realtors that are willing and dealing and they're, they're doing business with each other. And uh, that's just the way they do things. Right. So you want to make sure you got you an agent that's out there grinding, that's uh, connected. And if they're not connected yet, at least grinding to get that way. Uh, I like young realtors because they'll go to work for you. <laughs> right. Uh, my realtor, bless her heart. We when we found our house. We <laughs> 
there was some dogs and, and a bunch of animals uh, that the seller would not put away because she didn't believe that dogs or animals should be caged. So she would never put her, her animals in a kennel. Now, we didn't know if the dogs bit or not, but my realtor was grinding out. She was hungry. She stuck a leg in there to see <laughs> if the dog would bite. Bite. He didn't bite, and we walked right on in. So, and we're in that house today. So shout out to her for her putting her life on the line and all that good stuff. So, you know, I, I like my realtors young and hungry, and that's what I'd recommend to you. But uh, if you've ever had that question, if you ever want to know, should I even try to do this by myself? Uh, I'm just going to say, especially if it's your first time, don't do it. Find you a realtor, somebody that's good. Ask around, right? Ask around the people who you know that's bought houses, that's worked with people that will give you an honest review of their realtor, right? Again, my realtor didn't necessarily find our home, but uh, she did a, a bunch of the legwork with her and the entire firm uh, who, who represented me on that on that particular on this particular deal. So uh, with that being said, that's all I got for today. So hopefully that was uh, useful to you. That will wrap up the home buying series. I hopefully um, that you've learned some things and you're now working on preparing yourself to buy your house. If you're buying your house this time of year, it's a good time to buy a house. There's not a lot of competition uh, and you don't have to pay, you know, this year's taxes because they paid the taxes already for the entire year. So you bought yourself the time. Uh, if you're getting ready to buy in the spring, in the hot season, uh, you got plenty of time to get yourself ready. Get your credit scores up, get your cash together, get your collateral together. Uh, know who you're going to be working with. You got plenty of time to find you an agent. You got plenty of time to figure out uh, what their interest rates are going to be, where you want to be, research your areas, you know, get in there and do the do the groundwork that yourself that only you will really do uh, super well and super diligently. So good luck to you all. If you have any questions, remember, bring them over to the show notes, yourmoneyright.com forward slash 74. Bring your comments right over there. Let me know what you thought about this. And if you have any questions, drop them right there. I'll be there answering those questions for you and if you thought this was useful do me a big favor and share this thing out let people know that we're here and that we have information that is available for them and it's only here to empower them uh, so please share this thing out and consider leaving us a rating and review on apple Podcasts. that really helps us get our exposure out there the more reviews we have the more apple shows us up on their new and noteworthy and their uh, search features and stuff like that so that really helps to show out as well so with that being said i'm gonna get on out of here look thank you so much for listening i really do appreciate this i love you and god bless mps mps We're talking about